You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics, advanced training for the precision shooter. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. This is episode number nine. I'm Rusty and with me tonight is the full team. We've got Greg over here. Hey, Rusty. Uh, Andrew over there. How you doing, Sam? And uh, next to me is Dan. G'day, Sam. How you going? Good. Welcome aboard, Dan. It's good to have you here. Thanks, mate. It's good to finally be here. It's been a long time coming, but it's uh, great to have the full gang together. We've yep. talked about it several times, and uh, um, all four of us in the room together. This is uh, that's pretty good. So um, for the listeners who haven't, well, we, we've referenced Dan a few times, but tonight he's actually here, the myth, the legend, um, <laughs> and uh, just here to add to the discussion. So um, I guess, Dan, at some point we're going to cover off a bit of your background as well, but um, that when we get around to it, we've got a few things on the, on the list tonight. Yep, no worries. I think there'll be. Uh, I'll have more questions tonight on tonight's topic than input. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. So tonight's main topic is talking about um, bottom metal and and feeding systems. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Have you guys been following Shot Show at all? Yeah, a little. Um, it's obviously a little bit disconcerting that we can't have most of the things there. But there's a few things have come up that have been been of interest. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Savage have put out a new new rifle, which which looks pretty interesting. Um, they're calling it the 110 Stealth. I think is a pretty much a response to Ruger's precision rifle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, and any features on it that you've seen, or is it just a sort of a Savage that looks a bit more tactical? No, it, well, I mean, it, yeah, basically. But I mean, Savage are claiming they factory blueprint the actions, whatever that means. Um, right. I don't really know what that means. They haven't elaborated, but. Uh, no, it's modular takes a lot of the AR type furniture. Very similar concept to the to the Ruger. Effectively, it, it's it's their version of that rifle. Modular, affordable, retailing for the same price. So, so they, they're starting with a basic action. Is that where they're coming from? The blueprinting side of things. Is that what they're saying? They're starting with a basic action. They haven't really elaborated. It's more like they're just trying to imply. I think that they're building them well and accurate. Now, what they've done to them, they haven't said. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess time will tell, won't it? Yeah, one would presume they just pick ones that are you know, maybe a little bit more concentric than the others or something like that. Mm-hmm. Have mean, you seen a release date in the States for it at all? No, no. I, I haven't looked that closely into it, but yeah, they look certainly look good. And, and the media like range days they had over there at Vegas, were they were all very Shot impressed. Well. Yeah, accuracy and sort of ergonomics. So, mm. Yeah, brilliant. And there's a few new scopes out as well. If anyone's seen that, I know uh, Vortex released a couple, but that well, AMG they, Razor. Yeah, that new line, they look good. They're sort of uh, upper end, so they'll be of interest to the long range kind of guys. So. Mm. And Schmidt and Bender have got a new yeah, something high, high power. Yeah. yeah, I can't recall offhand the, the actual it's, it's range. 40 something, 42 yeah, or thereabouts. It's very high uh, ratio, so low power right through to very high power. So, yeah, interesting for the. Don't tactical the, type guys. You don't know what the adjustment on that was, Andrew, at all? In terms, because that's always a thing when you get your high powers. You're always sacrificing you elevation, to, or usually. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. There hasn't been that much released yet, as as far as I'm aware. So that'll come in, in okay. coming weeks. I'm guessing. Yeah, absolutely. We'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, very good. And Greg, how's your build going, mate? Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not at the moment. Yeah. So. Um, 
you know, as I've said before, um, tonight's probably a, a big night for me in terms of making sort of one of the final decisions or major decisions in, in getting a, a bottom medal. Um, so, you know, we'll talk about that a, a bit more mm. later. But uh, the barrel's ready to go. Um, so really, it's just down to getting that bottom medal in um, and heading off to the gunsmith. And uh, I'm pretty close. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much there. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Mm. I've, uh, my latest... Uh Plans is um, a Kestrel array, and Kestrel released some new stuff, which is all designed to link up and be able to give you feedback all the way down the range. And from a, um, a training point of view and a testing point of view, that's going to be very interesting to be able to get that data in real time. That's you know a thousand meters away or, or further, and not relying on wind flags. So, so, how does that work? Does that give you s- separate readings for each data point, or does it give you an average wind I, I, across? The length of the array? I believe or? it gives you both. Both. I, yeah, wow. I'm, I'm yet to see it in action. Yeah. So yeah. Is, that, is that by putting more kestrels down range? Or yeah. So you can nominate, you know, five, six, seven kestrels, link them all into each other. They'll feed back to a laptop and right. um, you get all the data there in real time. So right. if we're spending, you know, time training or giving guys time on, on wind calls, um, yep. we can, we don't have to move and we can guess what the wind is and then see whether or not we're right. Yeah. yeah, I think that for for training purposes would be absolutely invaluable as far as mm. you know, teaching Huge immediate value. feedback. Well, it's going to make the instructors look really good, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, just better than they are. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those things that uh, is really only limited for the for the training applications. Really, I mean, if you're going, say, long range hunting, mm. it's obviously not usable. But no, would it? That- uh, the, the challenge was always, we, we always continued that discussion on that particular location that one of the places we shoot long range where do we put up wind flags when we're going to get used to the wind flags and not necessarily read off the terrain or do we sort of mm. suck it and just re, read off the terrain but not always get things as accurate as we could and, and I was always hoping this solution was, was coming and to be able to put wind, wind readers out there that we don't, we can't see what they're doing so we have to we have to make the call off the terrain, and then be able to confirm it off the off the data. So not using the data to make the shot, using your wind calls to make the shot, and then being able to get, referencing back yeah. to it. Yeah, it would, mm-hmm. it would be really handy. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it'd be getting close to cheating, wouldn't it, to to use that data and then make the That's shot. Right. Well, on I that. mean, using that data and nothing else is not teaching a thing. So no. uh, but for you know for people that really want to learn, it's going to be invaluable. Yeah, to be able to confirm what's happening. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I mean. Mm. So anyway, that's that's a new little project for me to, uh, in the works that I'm hoping to uh, uh, hooked up with a couple of guys uh, locally who actually hopefully get in for an interview as well sometime soon. That'd be good. Um, and that's all. It's all wireless. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So is that all released or yet to be released or parts of it being released? I think it's out and about. Um, yeah. And it's just a matter of actually getting one deployed. Yeah. Um, okay. So, oh, great. Mm, looks really good. So have any of you guys been shooting in the last few weeks? No, You've done I haven't, much? I haven't uh, haven't been shooting at all. I mean, I've been preparing for it's not not really a lot to do with long range shooting, but preparing for the duck opening coming up in uh, March. Yep, but, later um, one this year. Yeah, I I, I find that I tend to my long range shooting tends to I drop off. I do do a bit during the summer months, but it tends to it tends to suck a bit out there. At, at you know, at thirty five degrees with a with a heavy mirage, and it's sometimes it's, it's not a lot of fun. So, yeah. but um, no, we're getting uh, as it starts to cool off, I'll start ramping it up. Yep, absolutely. 
Yeah, nice. Craig, have you been... You've been out, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I went out on um, Friday, Saturday. Went out to Karoonda out in the uh, South Aussie Mallee and mm-hmm. uh, chasing the foxes. And uh, good couple of nights, good couple of nights. There was a lot of movement. Uh, they were coming into calls. So no, no big long shots or anything. Mainly sort of 250, 300. Everything was inside 300 and a couple, you know, came right in. Yep. Uh, but yeah, a couple of nights, lots of action, you know. It, yeah, it good was stuff. really good stuff, and had the two four three uh, and a two two three uh, performing quite well. One of your ex students, oh, yes, uh, came out and shot really well. That's um, right, Simon. Simon, yeah, his confidence yeah. is building, so he's, he's, good. his foundation knowledge is really good now. It's just a matter of trigger time, and you can see it all coming together, which is good to watch. Yeah, fantastic. So uh, you know, he got a lot of a, a lot of enjoyment out of reaching a bit further than he normally would. Mm. Um, on this trip so yeah yeah good yeah. to see that confidence that helps immensely doesn't it it does so mm. yeah good trip i've had a, a a couple of times out recently on the uh just on the 22s actually but really trying to push them a bit further getting my lithgo out there and uh trying to see how far it will go on still yeah well 22 is a good practice you know there's lots mm. of guys in the u.s that do 22 trainers don't they out of riga yeah. 1022s just or out of all, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah even CZs, bolt guns. Bolt yeah, guns, yeah and just it. put tactical uh, stocks on them just for cheap training. Mm. So, you know, the principles are all still there, aren't they? Yeah, so. absolutely. No, it's, mm. it's, it's a good, cheap way to train, get mm. lots of rounds down range. Mm. Absolutely. Now, guys, have you done any research on this bottom metal question? Because, Greg, Greg, tell us about this situation, where, where you're up to at the moment. Yeah, so with, with this project rifle, one of sort of the final decisions I need to make is what bottom metal... Um, to put on this rifle now at the moment i've got a standard internal mag four round internal mag um but i've got to look at what i intend to use this rifle for and decide well is internal for me or do i want to go to a detachable box magazine um and i want to do that before i like continue on and put the the barrel on just to make sure everything's sort of set up right and i've I've got i know my overall length i'm working with but, uh, yeah, so I'm hoping tonight, you know, we can just talk about that, you know, um, what would probably suit my particular task, and we'll talk more about that, and, you know, what might suit, you know, hunting over what I'm doing and those sorts of things, just for some of the guys out there that are making the decisions. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, so I, I have actually done a little bit of looking into it. Um, yeah, so I think we've, we've got a few, well, quite a few topics to, to bring up and talk over, so... Um, yeah. Get, carry on, kick off. Okay, kick well, off. I, I mean, I guess it? you're uh, obviously using a, a Remington 700, so... That yeah, so, yep, pop, short action. Yeah. Yep. Um, what I've sort of looked over is, you know, there's a, there's a lot of options that uh, that utilise Accuracy International mags or, yep. or compatible, you know, same size, compatible with the same system magazines. Um, there's not a lot of options that you could utilise without... Um, having the stock inletted um, that take the standard pattern Remington trigger guard inlet. Okay. Um, probably the, the main one comes to mind is HS Precision. Yep. They they do offer that. Um, however, they use a proprietary magazine and a prohibitively not, not expensive. Cheap. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, okay. just availability of the magazines is you, they are the only people that make them. So. And they're pretty. Um, then always you don't always get the, the amount of rounds in there. They're often quite shorter mags. No, or well, they do offer ten round mags okay. in the short action. But instead availability of magazines, you've got one supplier to choose mm. from. Um, so who just mm. changed uh, distributor uh, recently as well? 
which um, mm. I'm sure will, won't help things if you were going to go down that path. No, um, it just, okay. I mean, yeah, it's very, very limited, I think. So I think you've uh, you've basically got to accept that you're probably going to have to get your stock in letter to suit, which is, is no big deal because there's a company mm-hmm. here in Adelaide that will inlet stock for it, CNC inlet the stock for whatever you get. Yeah, okay, yep. So that's going to be a, a big advantage for you. So. Yep, yep. I think I think it's changed a lot because in I'm just remembering when when uh, we went through my build, um, Andrew, uh, there wasn't a lot of different bottom metals to choose from. There was Badger. There might have been one, maybe another one other brand to choose from. There wasn't a lot. Nowadays, you got there's a whole array of choices. Like there's even companies here in Adelaide that that are making their own their own product, and um, so you know it's sky's limit and. The badges were always, you know, very expensive, very pricey, and you know nowadays you can pick up bottom metals, good bottom metals for, uh, you know, for a third of the price. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's basically, I think, you know, you got a lot of lot of issues to look at, but I think um, if you if you accept that you have to use something that's going to be compatible with AI magazines, um, that that is the sort of the standard, really. Yeah. Um, just just stepping back one one uh, step before because we. I'd like to um, flesh out a little bit whether or not to go magazine or whether to go floor plate. Yep. Um, because in depending on the situation, I think it's an important question. And, and it, um, I certainly used to think everything should be magazine driven. I've certainly changed over the last sort of five or six years, changed that thought. Mm. Yeah, oh, for sure. I was going to say, even, even myself, with my hunting rifles, mm-hmm. um, because I don't really cull anymore. Um, years ago, we used to go up and, and, you know, deck a whole heap of goats, you know, it was all about culling, so you needed needed the rounds. But these days, you know, you're really only taking meat or, you, you know, culling's yeah. not happening. So I actually do prefer internal mags mm. um, for hunting. Uh, yeah, so, my- you know, I think the task, you know, or, and, you know, obviously there's a lot of personal preference over the top of that. But of um, um, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd go mag on a on a hunting rifle. But Yeah, see, my, my spotlighting... Um, 22 to 50 I've, I've left internal because I prefer it be out of you're not usually putting through five six shots in one go you're putting through mm. a couple on a mm. on a fox or a um, mm. cat or something and then and then just dropping topping up one or two here and there and mm. I find in that situation it's great but my pig shooting gun um, yeah. I've found magazines a far better way and preferably something that takes 10 rounds yeah, yeah. yeah I mean enough. a lot of the time like I've found if you're spotlighting in particular out the window of a car, like if you're either driving or from the they, passenger seat, yeah, they get in the way. A, a, a ten round mag, really, it's in the wrong spot. It, it's right on the door, mm. hooks on everything when you're trying to get in and out of the vehicle. So that's a pain. But um, mm. yeah, I mean, and the advantage, most detachable magazines can't be top loaded. Um, yeah, some Seikos can, and a few others. But some, but the, the majority can't, um, which then sort of means you've got to pull the mag out to top it up, rather than just dropping them in through the ejection port, which is a another advantage of internal mag but uh, yeah. again probably the bigger disadvantage is lack of capacity and yeah, if you want to want to yeah. unload the magazine you either got to drop the the whole floor plate out and have them sort of spill out yes or you cycle them through the gun so detachable yeah. magazine you just drop the mag out and you and you're done so yeah the pros and cons are both but for a dedicated rifle like what Greg's looking at M- i think mag- it's I do agree magazine yeah yeah, mm. yeah. So you're thinking more towards internal mag, but this no, gun isn't a isn't a hunting gun. No, though, that's it? right. It's um, this is a comp gun. So basically, yep. I'm trying to set it up for yeah. the 
Southern Shooters uh, yeah. technical shooting competition that's so going to the, hold each yeah. year. Yeah, well, that's why I was going to look at. The, the, a, a detachable mag would suit more practical matches mm. than uh, Absolutely. Yeah. than uh, an internal for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, and, and if you were to sort of go into using this, this gun for, for hunting and, and that sort of thing, which I'm sure it will get used, you can get the shorter magazines. You can get five round detachable yeah, mags. They're really they're, well. Yeah. They're not necessarily flush, but they don't protrude as far. No. Yeah. But then um, I, I'm a big fan on on my guns um, of double stack, uh, like double stack magazines. So you can get a you can get a seven to ten round magazine that uh, is is sitting about as uh, about as long as a five shotter. Yeah. Yeah. There's, okay. Yep. There's another issue with that oh, though is yeah. I mean, the only issue with that really is that with a Remington action. If you want to go with a double stack mag like the Accuracy International AW or, or equivalents, uh, you need to. There needs to be some milling work done to the bottom of the receiver. Yeah, they're set up for center feed. Now you need to machine some material out of the action to do that. Yeah, some actions, custom actions like the you know the Stiller, um, you know some of the Stiller actions that are set up specifically, they are already set up to take double stack. They can also feed off a center feed magazine mm. like the Accuracy International. AICS style of mag but uh, that's a, a point which I was going to bring up with Greg a little later about whether if you want to try and keep it as standard without going to all this custom machining on the action it, it does then further narrow down a little bit your your magazine choices yeah did did we we'd, uh, did we get any machining done to mine running the uh, the Alpha Industries mag uh, uh, that's double stack I'm pretty sure that double um, stack center feed center feed correct yeah, 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 yeah. so they are shorter yeah. Um, there are like, the AW magazine is is shorter again. Um, yeah. Because it the the center feed um, Alpha Industries magazine still has to the rounds have to come up into the center, so you you lose or you gain an extra ten mil or so in magazine length. So yeah, it's I think I'm squeezing eight rounds in, in, in into that into that uh, that mag. Yeah, and, and it's and it's very short. It is very short. You yeah. wouldn't pick the difference between a five round mag and 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 that one there. And without not having to work, work the action any further, um, and they they feed quite you know very light. I've never had any issues with feeding on from mm, that magazine. And, and that's probably my biggest requirement: reliability of feed. Yeah. You know, like I don't care if it's ugly. I don't care if it's you know not quite the right colour or whatever. As long as it does its job, you yeah. know, f- flawlessly is what yeah. I'm after. You yeah, know, yeah. reliability. So, I think I guess you know for the purpose of of Greg's rifle. Mm. Um, you know, I think it's it's quite clear the detachable system is, is preferable to a, an internal fixed magazine. Mm. And I think looking at the options, something that's going to take Accuracy International compatible magazines is going to be the go because yeah. of availability. I mean, I looked and there's multiple manufacturers of magazines that are compatible with that system. Yeah. Um, so you, you're really not limited. And the prices comes way down. Yeah. Right, like Magpul, for example, they do a... A, a polymer magazine that in the US is retailing for under forty dollars. Um, oh, really? So it'd be more here, obviously, but um, mm. you know they're renowned for their reliability, um, and that's that's one of about half a dozen I just found very quickly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah. yeah. Look, and, and you know, I sort of expected the conversation to sort of head in this direction because it makes sense with the task that I'm going to do, and um, I think you know, sort of a typical stage looking at sort of between eight and sort of 10 rounds is sort of the average, maybe a couple of rounds on top of that here and there. So, um, you know, that's certainly 
you couldn't do that with an internal mag. It would just not work. It's no, like, well, yeah. not knowing what's coming up mm. in the future too. There could be reloading stages. There could be all that sort of stuff. And, and uh, yeah, true. having uh, spare mags is, is always helpful in those situations. So. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. And I think the other thing is even if you do take this gun hunting, you're probably not going to be hunting uh, straight from a vehicle. You may be you know, prone on a hill or you may be doing something along those lines and therefore that magazine's not going to cause you any hindrance. Yep. In that in that environment either. You yeah, good point, Sam. Time. Good point. Yeah. Mm. yeah, very good. Andrew, in your research, did you find other there's other options to the AI mags, like rather than going down the AI compatible path? Uh, I mean, there is. Um, I said, like the HS, oh, the HS option yeah. is one, but it seems now. I mean, short of going to to really kind of specialised systems that would definitely require substantial alteration to the action presuming Greg needs to go with basically not touching the action. Um, the Using the AI-compatible magazines is the way to go. Now, having said that, there's a huge number of manufacturers now that, that make you know, appropriate units that will take those magazines. Yep. So what I guess we, you know, we really need to talk about is what's what's going to be available and, and a cost issue. Um, sure. You know, there's, a, there's a couple of options which are manufactured here in Australia which are... You know, as good as anything made in the US or Europe um, and price is, is going to be less and availability is going to be more. So um, there's Atlas Works, which uh, they, they're made here in Australia. And they, they're local, yeah, right. Yeah, they produce, they take the AI mags and then you've got Lumley Arms as well, which are, again, they're in, they're in Sydney. So And um, I think Bo- um, that Bolly Aviation are, are making their own. I don't think they're making them. Well, they maybe but i know they're carrying the atlas atlas is it? yeah okay, they're carrying right, the atlas right. stuff right. and and bolly they're the company i was referring to when i said they do the inletting of the stock so Correct, yeah. they're out um edinburgh way elizabeth way somewhere out, the, out north yeah. so you know they will inlet any stock for for any bottom metal um whether you were to go with um, Atlas, I mean, they supply Atlas, so obviously they've got everything ready to go. They could probably supply you the, the, the unit as well, but they also will will inlet for anything. So um, Sounds good. I've, I've, I've seen both of those, those units, the, the um, Atlas as well as the uh, Lumley Arms, and they are, they're first rate. They're yeah, very right good it. quality. Yeah, um, right. The Atlas is cheaper. It is a cheaper unit, but it, it's also alloy. So Lumley Arms do stainless and a forty-one forty steel, so they're heavier. Mm-hmm. Yep, depends what you want, really. I mean, they're a lot more yeah. robust, I guess. But yeah, um, but both work equally as reliable. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yep. Yep. And they again take the magazines that are you know available from. So sometimes that reli- yeah, that re- that reliable feed is is just a you know, a slight bend of the feed lips as well, and and then you don't you won't ever have. Those issues. If you know you've yep. got someone that knows what they're doing with that sort of stuff, yep. Yep. sometimes some things that have been passed off as unreliable, they really aren't. It's just there might have been a, a, a an error or flaw with the magazine itself, not the actual bottom metal. Well, that's yeah. from my experience. It's almost always mm. the magazine itself. Yep. I mean, you're looking at a you know a, a pressed and folded you know sheet metal part or yep. an injection molded plastic part. You know, and the the actual trigger guard itself. You know, the the detachable mag system is. Most of the time, CNC machined out of yeah. either steel or alloy, it's usually going to be quite okay. It's normally mags, but again, there's such a variety of mags now, and it's become the sort of standard, I guess, that almost all the major manufacturers have got it right now. 
and you know people like Magpul um, and MDT are producing polymer mags that are you know they may not last as long as a steel mag but they're certainly very slick and very smooth yeah. they feed well yeah mm. You know, if you drop them on the ground, they're not going to bend the feed lips and yeah. that sort of thing. And they're obviously see-through, so you can see them anywhere. No, no, they're not. They're mo- they're the not. ones I've seen yep. are black, but, um, yep. yeah, I mean, I guess it's you're only talking 10 rounds capacity, yeah. so, yeah. you know, you've got 10 fingers, Greg, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, count, yeah. Yeah. I'm working on it. I'm working <laughs> on it. <laughs> oh, good. And and if we were to, because we do have plenty of U.S. listeners, what what's available in the U.S., Andrew, do you? Have you looked at that? Lots, basically. I yeah. mean, uh, we just got up on the screen here, Badger. and you Now, Badger are, are basically, the, I guess, the benchmark. They're probably, as far as I'm aware, the original mm. manufacturer of this type of system. They're mm-hmm. extremely well made. Again, if they were available here in Australia, that would be sort of definitely a contender as well. Well, they they are. They are, uh, yeah. We brought up Huntsman Firearms there, and yep. they list them as available. Yeah, I mean, the availability here is, is always... You know, it's not as available as a locally made product, but again, I guess the the cost is a big issue as well. You're looking at mm. substantially, yeah, quite a bit more, more. aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I guess for for somebody in the US that's got access to everything, I mean, they've got badges. Price includes the magazine, doesn't it? Does uh, that include a magazine? I'm not sure offhand. I, I don't know. Actually, it was years ago since I last ordered them. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the US, they've got you know, a vast number of options really i mean it is included just reading through the description just yeah. a five yeah. round mag five yeah. round mags yeah. Yeah. so that's yeah. makes it more what's that what's what's a five round ai mag worth 100 bucks yeah, so you'd have to take you have to take that off compatible you know price and you have to take yeah i oh, look magazine enough to be you know comparing mm-hmm. apples with apples so. yeah i mean you look at a at a badger system compared with say a cdi which again a you know, as far as I'm aware, US made and even the Atlas Works unit, they're very, very similar. I mean, there's only so many ways you can do the same thing. Yep. And, you know, Badger is certainly, you know, you, you couldn't get something better than them. There are certainly others that are on par with, so I guess it just comes down to availability. But in the yep. US, there's a lot of uh, a lot of manufacturers like uh, Seekins Precision, for example. They manufacture their own trigger guards that are just really nice. Uh, Stiller Precision, they do their own. Yeah. Uh, Pacific Tool and Gauge, they make their own, you know, yeah. as well as numerous other ones. Um, uh, you know, CDI, they do a do a lot of different ones, and obviously Badger expand their, you know, their product line. Yeah, uh, I guess you know for US customers, their their options they're a lot more spoiled for choice than we are here. Yeah, just just looking r- r- rough sort of pricing. That that uh, Lumley Arms system is about half the price of the Badger, uh, a little bit under actually. Mm. Um, doesn't include a magazine, but when it's uh, half the price, being about a three hundred dollars saving, you can buy a couple of magazines for that same sort of dollars. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's always good to support local. Uh, you know, we find it's um, always a good option. Um, yeah. So that's that's always something to can consider. Yeah, the other I'll, the other thing I was, I don't know if you looked into it, Andrew, is, is magazine release because I know traditionally you have this fairly long lever. I've seen recently, um, just the other day, where there was one actually built as part of the trigger guard. Yeah, yeah there's a few options like that. I, I believe uh, Atlas Works have just actually released um, their version of that. I know a few of the US manufacturers have done it, so you don't have a, a large protrusion to sort of knock, yeah, you know, inadvertently and release your magazine. The Atlas Works one, I think, was is fairly recent. Um, it's about twenty dollars dearer than the standard one, but you know, in Australian dollars, you're still talking 
I think it's $195 for the unit, mm. which is, is pretty good. Um, we've just got up on screen now some of the Atlas Works um, units. That that one there we're looking at is effectively a very similar design to a Badger, mm. um, where, where the mag release lever protrudes maybe three-quarters of an inch below the front of the trigger guard. That's probably the most popular, and if you keep in mind the magazine actually keeps that fairly well Fairly well protected, hidden if, yeah. if you're using a 10. Yeah. But if you're using a 5, it does protrude. Correct, but yeah, I think uh, if you if you have a look, um, Badger definitely do... Uh, sorry, not Badger. Atlas Works definitely do a new one with a uh, with a different uh, release on it. I yeah, think well, it's, uh, well, if, yeah, it's a newer product, but again, it's it's catering for what people uh, want to use. And I think, yeah, we just got up on screen now. It's that's like two the one there. Yeah, you've got sort of two levers. Or not, it's a one part, but it, it appears on both sides of the trigger guard and you can reach forward with your trigger finger and push it. Yeah. So and, the magazine out. And again, I think, you know, um, that that sort of uh, style is, is coming out of the US where I know a number of manufacturers there are doing similar... And and it's being, I mean, people use both, successful shooters using both, so yep. mm. it's a personal choice, really. I mean, the, the unit we've got up on the screen now, Greg, I think uh, if I was in your situation, I'd be looking very closely at that. Mm. Um, yeah, no, it does look very good. Um, I'm, I'm just looking at that one, and I think, you know, like for my application, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a good choice. But do you think hunting someone like wearing gloves would be able to operate that one? Like I just That's a fair point. Yeah. It's very it's very tight to the trigger guard. I think like if you're in a cold climate type scenario, that one mightn't be the best choice for say the hunters out there. I just Yeah, again, hadn't considered that. Yeah. Um it would be a very very valid concern. I think you know, if you had thicker gloves on that probably the longer lever would be very easy to use. Easier to mm-hmm. use. And I guess it's probably one of those things of uh, once you're familiar with the system you've got, you're not going to have issues with accidentally knocking it. You know, yeah, you, for sure. You sort of carry your rifle in a way that uh, hmm. that stops that from being an issue. So yeah. yep. either or either, I mean, the, the actual unit themselves, the quality of them, and the way they operate will be mm. the same. So yep. So, um, Greg, are you considering getting action work done to be able to run double stack magazines, or you, are you just happy to run uh, single stack um, oh. AI mags? And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy to run single stack. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm not overly, you know, concerned about mag length if I go with the mags. Yep. Um, well, interesting yeah. point, Greg, is uh, even if you, you did down the track decide you wanted to, basically, as far as I'm aware, all these trigger guards will be compatible with, say, an Accuracy International AW magazine. So it's really then going to be more to the point of you just need to get the the work done to the receiver, uh, you know, the oh, other side of the action. Mm. Now, there may not be all units that would be like that, but... Uh, mm. It's not a big deal later on if you did decide to want to do it. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, very good. So have you have you made any decisions tonight, Greg? Is it oh, has yeah, that helped look, at look, all? Yeah, yeah. Look, what there's two or three that are stand out there, you know. Um you know, for me obviously uh, I don't want to spend a massive fortune. I don't want a gold plated solution. I want a practical Affordable solutions. Is that because you're still saving up for that defiance action? Yeah, the defiance action. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. Still dreaming about that defiance Absolutely. action. <laughs> One day. Um, so yeah, I just just want something practical that's going to meet the requirement, um, relatively affordable. Um, and there's a couple options that have been put up in front there. So I, I think I'll, I'll sort of head towards those. I'll have a closer look and research them a bit more myself between the the longer mag release and the one in in against the trigger. Mm. 
Mm. But that's really the decision that I'm thinking about that I just need to, need to make. put a bit more thought into. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I would suggest, um, you know, look, it's shameless plug, I guess, but, um, you know, Bolly Aviation, they, they do all Bolly composite stocks, do you know, handle a lot of this sort of thing, and you probably even maybe go and have a look, see if they've got both units in stock. Yeah, that'd be the best thing. Have to, a look yeah. because it's a bit hard yeah, to ascertain. Get hands on. Yeah, mm. and and then you know they they're really knowledgeable, and if you utilise them for your inletting, yeah, um, you know it's right there. So and yeah. I've heard they just got they got a new five axis coming. Yeah, I did see that on their website. Mm. I mean, yeah. they're, they're pretty serious about their gear. Yeah. So sorry, yeah. they've got a new what? Five, oh, sorry, five axis CNC. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so that that ups the ante in what they can produce. Yeah, obviously, they can yeah. make anything basically. Yeah. 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 Mm. Very good. Yeah. Funny enough, it's those same guys who are doing the Kestrel work for me. So yeah. I think we definitely need to get someone from Bolly in to have a chat about their stocks, or everything they're doing, plus mm, their yeah, I think yeah, That could yeah. well be a, a two-interview, uh, yeah, a two-session interview there. Sounds but, uh, very good. Mm, mm. Brilliant. Um, guys, I'm curious with the other guys here. What are you guys running in terms of bottom metal? Um, mine is a Badger. Um only because that was all that was really available at the time when we when we built my when we built my rifle, um, and um, it wasn't until later on down the track that I that uh, um, I found out about the um, um, what's that uh, double sack single single feed. Oh, the uh, Alpha Industries. Yeah, magazines. the Alpha uh, the Alpha Industries uh, magazine. Um, and that that say uh, that solved all my all my issues there in in one magazine. So and it feeds r- really reliable. Never had any issues with it. So the double stack's obviously shorter and therefore not correct. So I'm, I'm able to get you know I think seven or eight rounds in, in into the magazine. It's still as short as a, a five round yep. a five round magazine, and uh, it doesn't it doesn't give you those issues at you know spotlighting at night. And because I I use that that rifle for pretty much everything in between shooting. Long range steel to long range game to spotlighting at night and everything. So, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah, I mean, I've I've gone a similar line um, with using AI compatible systems for mm-hmm. for most of my stuff. I did, you know, one of my rifles is set up as a you know, with a uh, BDL style you know hinge floor plate, and that rifle was one that I found was a, again a walk around hunting rifle, and I just I. I got sick of having long magazines. I, you know, I was using the AICS, which is a, a ten-round single feed, like uh, you know, straight, yeah, feed, straight not, feed, not not staggered feed magazine. So it was quite long, and I found it was getting in the way. And a lot of shooting out the door of a car, um, it was really just any anything protruding at all was getting in the way for me. It was just right in the wrong spot, basically. Yep. So I ended up going with that system. I mean, you can you can get four rounds in the magazine and one in the chamber. It was enough. There'd be the odd occasion where I needed more, but that suited that particular rifle. But for all the long-range stuff, I've gone with the with a detachable system, predominantly utilising Accuracy International mags, both long and short action. So, hmm. yeah. yeah, I think I've got um, probably mostly Badger. I've got a J uh, Allen stock as well, which has sort of a its own uh, setup. And I find that with a number of the chassis, they they are sort of just machined to be able to take an AI mag. Uh, without using any additional bottom metal. Mm. Yeah, the AI magazine as a as a standard has become, you know, whether it be a detachable magazine yeah. system or whether it be machined integral with the chassis or whatever it is, mm. has become the sort of the norm. So yeah, it, it, it'd be um, 
it'd be different to, to stray from that because then you'd obviously the supply of your magazines are going to be harder and harder to get. Yeah. The, the interesting to see, I don't know if you've seen on that Ruger Precision Rifle, but it's it's meant to take a multiple multitude of it, magazines. Yeah, it does. It does. It takes the AWs. It takes the AIs. It's um, they've really uh, SR25, stepped the notch. Yeah, SR twenty five magazines. They've really stepped up there as far as like just doing a little bit of extra thinking in in the build process. They've mm. allowed you know a, an array of magazines. You might already have some at home, and and that's a you know a factor for you. Mm. you know? mm. Yeah, because uh, that, that their lever that looks like a standard sort of AI type uh, style setup mm. with a big long lever then actually actuates another um, locking point on the side of the magazine as well. Yeah, uh, which is a quite an interesting system to see. Yeah, it'd be interesting to have a look at one in the flesh, but certainly mm. the concept is good. I mean, I think you know the issue of anybody trying to introduce a, a different, completely different standard of magazine would be just the fact that nobody else makes them. No, I mean, no, that's, that's right. the issue that we see with HS Precision have. Their magazines are good, but they're the only manufacturer. So, um, mm. but yeah, anybody that can uh, expand the types of magazines that they can use in their rifle, yes. I think they're on a winner. So. Smart move. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Does it, anyone know if the Savage does that as well? I don't know. I, no. I, I, I didn't not read all the info out on that. Yeah, yeah, very. Yeah. I mean, no. I you know I keep track generally every most days on the Accurate Shooter, like the Daily Bulletin, and and they yeah. had a very brief yeah. spiel about it. But that was about all at this I, stage. I guess it got it's got to hit the market, doesn't get into shooters' hands, and then really be used. And, and yeah, until, you see the you see the reviews hit. You yeah, know, see the YouTube reviews come out and actually and, think of it. Yeah, even a lot of the uh, a lot of these new products that are released at, at Shot Show, uh, you know, it's a, a a while before their websites are even updated. Um, they yeah, don't true. necessarily update the website prior to the show. Well, they're probably so. all at the show. Yeah. Well, that's right. But I mean, it's you know the products are released and launched, and and then you know then you get the details a bit later. So, mm. Mm, absolutely, it's interesting to see the um uh, the Lithgow's locally going to be taking ticker mags or same inlet for that. It'll be interesting to see whether or not that, how much of a standard that becomes over here. Um, yeah, yeah, well, they did the same thing um, with, yeah, the, with the rimfire, with the rimfire, with the taking the C, uh, the CZ mags, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. a smart move. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it'll be interesting because I mean, I think that like the Tika system is, you know, utilizing basically the one magazine length overall with with different blocks to suit mm. the appropriate cartridge. So, pretty easily adaptable system. That's, it's good if you want to see the 308 out, but if you want to see the 300 wind mag out, you get very mm. limited very quickly. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you'll find that with a lot of the systems, though. I mean, if you're trying to sh- you know, seat a, a long cartridge out with a long projectile for long-range shooting, a lot of the time you're limited. Now, I was going to touch on it before, but these mm. uh, sort of a, an, an addition, I guess, to the Accuracy International system is their CIP mags. It's, um, they're a slightly longer version of it, effectively. Yep. which does give you a bit of extra seating depth, but uh, it also would require, I believe it would require some work to the, the action to get that to feed. So Yeah, okay. So the, the, and, and the Tika CTR, now is, that, is that AI or is that, is that uh, TRG magazine? It's TRG magazine. Yeah, they're going to be Seiko yeah. magazines, yeah. yeah. So, again, yeah. I, I have heard of guys altering the magazines to make, them, to make an Accuracy International mag fit, um, right. but... It's not well, certainly not off the shelf. Yeah. yeah, they'd be just dropping another bottom metal in, wouldn't they? Or are they no, actually I have changing seen, the inlet? Uh, no, I have seen uh, 
altered Accuracy International magazines so they will fit fit into a TRG or to the CTR rifle. Yeah, So, but again, it's certainly far from uh, a standard item you're going to buy off the shelf. Just just going back, just going back a bit as to what you said, uh, Rusty. The as far as um, it's good for 308 uh, being able to seat projectiles out further in those magazines. Is that because you can um, use utilize a, a long action magazine? That's right. Yeah, with so a you, short action cartridge because they're can, using the same the same. The only leg. thing that stops it on the Tika is the um is the bolt the stop. Bolt stop. Mm-hmm. So if you swap out for a long action bolt stop, yeah, you then now have the the seating depth of a three hundred wind mag yeah, right. for a three hundred eight. Yeah. You get and the extra travel on your bolt and yeah. the extra mag length. That's mm-hmm. right. And and given if you use the you know, if you actually take up that that extra length and use an appropriate projectile, it's, I've found it's got to be sort of a fairly long slender. Pro- yeah. Pro- projectile which is mm. what i would assume you're using if you're trying to do that it does feed fairly well in my experience yeah okay. um you need to be you need to be swift with your movements you can't sort of yep. do a really slow feed but um yep. it does work it does work well okay that's something to think about isn't it? yeah i guess with the with the tika systems it, they are a good system but again given that they're limited to one manufacturer mm. um i mean we uh, you do see a few aftermarket magazine manufacturers but Tika as a rifle producer are the only people using them so yeah are they, yeah that's right like, like Lucky 13 I think have released some Tika magazines haven't they yeah, they, yeah. I think they've done a, a several revisions of it and they're probably quite good but I mean they're uh, as far as aftermarket magazine producers is is very limited I mean mm. if you're a, a Tika owner they're good rifle but uh, yep. a little limited but sort of Diverging away from Greg's requirement here and of of a Remington-based platform, it's yeah, unfortunately not applicable. Yeah, well, that, that, look, I open up the discussion because I think Greg's found his uh, found his solution. If you were running a ticker or a Howard or something else, is the same? Do we end up at the same point? Do we end up running AI magazines still? Yeah, I think. Well, I think if, from if my, you can, yeah, that's right. I if think you can, yeah, everything's yeah is is revolving around that that AI magazine, isn't it? And as mm-hmm. far as I mean, as far as lo- even locally made products now, bottom metals to suit. Like Andrew said earlier, look, there's really good stuff being made here, as good as anything else out there, and a lot cheaper too. So. Yeah, and they and they cater for tickers as well. And that's right, and you see before. Howard and and um, yeah, they all have uh, some option to go to, don't they? Yeah, well, I mean, I had a look earlier today on uh, CDI's website. Yep. Um, now they. Are they're either US or Canadian based, um, and they produce you know, bottom metal. They're even doing Accuracy International compatible, like you know, units that take those magazines for for Mauser ninety eight actions. Mm. Yeah, right. They've really expanded their product line, so wow. you know, it becomes you look at if you had a you know had a, a, a Mauser ninety eight action rifle, you were really limited on what you could do with it. Mm. But now your options are expanding, so and they're all utilising the the AI magazines or AI type magazines so I think you look at the way that's going you'd be definitely the best option yeah mm. well I'd be curious to hear if any of our listeners have strayed from what seems to be the norm if they're using anything else on a regular basis um, how that works for them how their availability is and whether or not they can get plenty of magazines very easily because um, yeah. I know supply particularly here in Australia supply is always the the challenge well that's that's the thing I, I have one Alpha Industries magazine, and I don't know who sells them, or I don't even know where where to start looking for them. So yeah, they are available here. There yeah. is a distributor here, but again, it's it's whether they can get them regularly, mm. and it, that's that's a you know it's just a supply issue. But 
What is interesting, though, we haven't touched on yet, Rusty, is is uh, shorter, smaller cartridges, because I know, particularly in the US, the, the availability of AR-15 slash M4 mags is infinite. Um, again, probably not quite so critical or not so applicable for the, the precision long-range type stuff. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I know there's, there's various people that have attempted to or and actually produced detachable magazine systems for bolt action rifles that take these magazines yeah well that's that's a fair point as well mm, again you, you're limited to you know the the cartridge you're going to fit in one mm. but again you know depending on the application you know for a shorter range culling type rifle mm-hmm. you know the ability where legal to use a say 30 round magazine yep be fairly advantageous yeah oh, absolutely yeah absolutely and, and even if not if even if you're somewhere where you're limited to 10 round magazines those magazines are quite readily available and relatively cheap yeah, as well. That, that's, yeah, that's a big point in the price. Mm. So if, you, if you're running a 223 or something along that platform. Or surrounded blackout or yep. any of the smaller cartridges. Mm, probably not a not a bad option or even a, Ruger, a 204 Ruger or something along those lines. Mm. Mm, it's probably not a bad option. I mean, that that as far as I'm aware in terms of the 223 side of things, that's, that's the standard, isn't it? Is that... Yeah, four top style magazine. Well, I mean, you I, can, I know AI do one as well. Yeah, but if you're looking at uh, you know capacity wise, then yeah, the the AR type magazine is certainly. I mean, having a, a thirty round magazine sticking out of a rifle is going to create you know, issues as far as handling it in and out of a vehicle and uh, ergonomics when you're shooting prone and, and that sort of thing. But yeah, if you were culling, difficult. oh, if you were culling from a fixed position or you know, even. Where it wasn't such a critical issue having that mag at the bottom of a rifle would be yeah. very advantage. Be the choice. Yeah. Well, that's the. It's funny you say because that um, obviously talking about you know you, you utilizing those mags in the seventy six fifteen, um, those P mags um, cycle are very. They're very very smooth. Like mm. They are actually. It feels like your your gun just got slicker just by just by using one <laughs> of those mags. It's it mag pull, yeah. P mag. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it just they just come off that slide so easy, and it feels like you know um, your gun's just you know it's gotten a lot slicker. It's lots a lot smoother, and then you go back to an, to an, a normal um, AR mag, and 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 you feel it you feel it stiffen up again. So it's 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 amazing to run run the two side by side and and feel it. It's actually a difference. Yeah, brilliant. Well, I guess you know, like even back to the accuracy international type mags. Now there's there's several manufacturers that that, that do the polymer mags. So for a bolt gun, it's you know those are available as well. And I'm sure those sort of self lubricating properties of the the polymer would be an advantage for a bolt gun as well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, gentlemen, any final thoughts on the uh, the bottom metal, the magazine sort of feeding systems or internal floor blades at all? Well, other than I think. For Greg's application, I think we've probably narrowed it down to you know a detachable system to probably one of one of maybe two two manufacturers. Really, hopefully. it's sort of Lumley or Atlas Works, isn't it? Greg, is that yeah? That's that's, a, that's where I, yeah, that's the way I'm heading and mm, um, keeping it local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely like to keep it in Australia if I can. Um, and uh, yeah, cheers for the advice, guys. Sort of pointed me in the right direction. Out of interest, are you, are you thinking one or the other in terms of? Steel or alloy, or not really that fast? I'm a bit of a steel man, to be honest. Um, You've stolen a few things from me, I think. No? (laughs) (laughs) Badum. Yeah, well done, mate. That was good. I mean, if that's the case, then you you kind of narrow down to Lumley 
uh, and they do a do a stainless steel and a and a forty one forty unit that are as far as I'm aware they're the same price and yep yeah you you could smash that rifle to pieces and the trigger guard would still be intact. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of you know with my shitty I always sort of like robust rifles you know can take a knock can take a hit can take a bit of a you know a kick and a tumble. Mm-hmm. And you can still pick it up and shoot it. I heard the defiance action is pretty tough. Yes, yes, defiance. Yeah. <laughs> one day, mate, one day. Yeah. Well, when you order yours, can you throw an extra one in? Sure, sure. He's got five on order now, Greg. <laughs> That's right, you're down to four now. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, the, the Lumley Arms, like I've dealt with Lumley a little bit and, and mm. used several of their products, and mm. they are first quality Make product and, and yeah. you know they're available and he's you know they're really and good, good to support deal with. as well yeah you know they're, they're only a phone call away and they're here in, they're in sydney i believe so yep. yeah no, good. good no worries i'll look into those uh, it's interesting the the uh they they greg says he wants to run with still is a, ba- a badger's alley in it badger is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay and that's mm. and that's touted as being one of the most robust bottom metals out there i mean you look at, at what it does the majority of the system is is sort of contained within the rifle within mm-hmm. the stock it's really only the the bow of the trigger guard that is exposed and i mean the the badger and even the lumley trigger guard is is thick enough that it would yeah. take a huge knock like a, That's right. a very not just a drop mm-hmm. it would take yeah. you throwing it off yeah. a cliff to damage that yeah. but having said that if you, the man wants steel, he wants steel. So, yeah. as he thought about, like, is it because I'd think there'd be a considerable amount of weight saving. Um, that by, that by would that would be in. be the only issue, really. Yeah. In that, yeah. if it was going to be a weight issue, you go with a lot mm. the alloy, and yeah. if it's not, then I mean, you could look that up and, and just ask him and find out what the weight difference is. But yeah, I'll definitely have a look. Just to it would only be a hundred grams or two hundred yeah. grams at most. Yeah. I would have yeah. thought. I'll check it out anyway. Yeah. Very good. Well, guys, I think that's been a good chat. And Greg sorted out what he wants, and hopefully those who have listened along with us uh, may have learned something as well, or at least uh, have some information to move forward. Guys, thanks for coming in tonight, and uh, we look forward to another another one in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm actually interviewing uh, Nick from Ignition Custom uh, that'll be up next week, I think. Um, so that'll keep us tied over until we uh, we all catch up again. Yeah, no worries. Very Cheers. good. Thanks for Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll. Uh, We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics, advanced training for the precision shooter.